What's up, you guys? And before I get started with this episode, if you guys want to create your own podcast, I really encourage you guys to go and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify and many, many more for free. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Okay then, what's good you guys? This is Yokarrect here, and in today's episode, um, I'm going to actually um, be giving you guys some useful tips as to how to find a PC that actually works for your needs. Um, I'm also going to be showing you guys some um, basically in-depth looks on how to find the best gaming PC for you if you're an avid gamer like myself, um, which is something that a lot of people need right about now because many people, um, need to upgrade their laptops for various reasons like Windows 11 coming out and for gaming purposes or for business and a lot of people don't know where to look or how to start and so in this episode I'm going to be teaching you guys the best practices for how to shop in four to five easy steps and then we'll move on to the gaming aspect of things where I will teach you guys how to find the right gaming um, equipment in four to five easy steps as well. So to start off with number one, um, and we're going to work our way down to number five, um, the first most important thing to look for in when buying a regular PC is know your budget. This is always front and center. Basically, know your budget is if you know you have, let's say, $1,000 sitting around, that of disposable income, and you know that based upon number two, your needs, which is the next one, then that you need a PC, let's say for school or for play or for streaming or for business, then trying to find the economical decision that will spare you money left over and still be feature packed. And this is extremely important. Um, because for one thing, you want a PC that's not just going to be um, cheap, but that's also going to work for you. But since we've covered number one and number two, I want to go in depth into it. So just for um, just for comparison purposes, I'm going to use Amazon. So right here we have an Acer Swift 3. Um, this is a laptop 14 inch. And an Acer Th Swift 3 is on sale um, for $810 and on sale for $649, both on Amazon Prime. But see, the primary difference between the two is the disk size. The RAM is the same and the operating system and the size are the same. It's the disk size. So knowing this, you kind of expect that you would get the one with the larger disk size but that's actually not always the case um for example say you have a laptop like the acer where you can expand the storage 
via, let's say, memory card like I can with my Lenovo, I can expand my storage with an SD card, micro SD card. Most laptops like the, Ace, like the Acer here will allow you to do that. So, if you know that the price of a micro SD card that's 256 or 128 um, GB, that will basically give you 512 is probably only $50. And you know that the PC to get it pre-equipped with 512 is going to be $800, then you would most likely pick the $600 laptop because the upgrade and the input um, is, um, is going to actually be less than the output of what you're going to get for the PC as a whole. Um, that's a good thing because you want your features to be more than what it's worth. Um, or what it costs. Most of the time, that's how you look at it. Number three is the most important out of everything, but it's the per but it's not just not just what you're using it for. It's what you're using it for, and then some, which is, is it going to sustain you for longer periods of time? Reason why I say sustain you for longer periods of time is because with new operating systems rolling out every five to seven years, most operating systems anyway, as we've seen with Windows 10 to Windows 11, then you're going to need a processor and a specific type of chipset, motherboard, all that other good kind of stuff that will actually work when it comes time to upgrade. The term for this, if I'm not mistaken, is buying with the envision to prolong. And I believe and believe the reason why it's called that is because if you buy something and um, that's only going to last you until something new comes out, like for instance, a phone. If you bought an iPhone 10 and the iPhone 11 has more features, it only comes out a year apart because because new phones get released every year then why would you buy an iPhone 10 especially if it's only if it's less than 6 months until it's released and you have the proper carrier to carry the um, new iPhone in that case you might as well buy the iPhone 11 when it comes out and just hold out a little while so in this instance it's basically the same thing except PC lifespans are usually longer usually the general rule of thumb is is that if your PC is more than 3 and a half years old it's time to upgrade However, if your PC is more than three and a half years old or less than three and a half years old, but the operating system, a new operating system is out for is out for release prior um, prior to the three and a half years being up, then if the operating system comes out prior to the three and a half years being up, then you should wait no more than six to eight months after the operating system rolls out to upgrade. The reasoning for this is because you'll miss out on security updates and important features if you do not. So, just as a general rule of thumb, if you follow that, you should be in good shape. So, circling back, how does this affect whether or not you buy it with the intent to prolong? Because if you buy, if you buy a PC, let's say that has a lifespan that is up to three and a half years, and let's say there's an upgrade that comes out. What that means is that your PC, you need to buy 
a model that has the capability that has higher specs. So when the new operating system or new upgrades and updates do roll out, then you'll be able to get them. You can be able to get those upgrades without having to buy another laptop, which costs more money. And then if you and then if you do if you do so in fact do that with um with the upgrade um for your operating system, then you'll save more money because your lifespan will be prolonged, giving you at least another three and a half years. And in this case, if you if you basically add three and a half plus three and a half, you get seven years. And you, if you get what I mean, Windows 10 being seven years apart from Windows 11, that means that if you did if you did such in the previous update cycle, then you're essentially making your computer lifespan the length of the entire operating system lifespan, effectively nullifying your need to upgrade for seven years. Wow, that is a lot. Okay, number four, and this is and this is a very good one. It goes with purpose as well, but this one is an important purpose. This one is is actually the physical usage, like the software usage. If you're going to use it for school, buy for school. However, let's say you're not sure if you want a game, and you're not sure if you want to do work. Then you need to compromise. The only effective compromises is to buy the full-on gaming PC, which costs a lot more money, and then risk, you know, having to having issues, especially if you're a kid and you have parents, with taking it to school, risk losing it, risk damage, higher risk of damage, or um, effectively the work aspect of it is so much is nullified because you have it you and the main purpose of the laptop in the first place is the game therefore um therefore your teachers and your parents or if you don't have teachers or parents um others around you may see it as a hindrance to your education or work needs because it is gaming oriented and so therefore they're going to say no you can't use that here in many cases that is the case or you can compromise in the middle and why, why i recommend compromising in the middle is because there are actually laptops out there that are built to do that the reason why i picked the acer swift 3 to compare prices and to compare overall is because the acer swift 3 comes with a special processor called intel evo what basically what this is and and you many of you guys are familiar with it if you're a tech whiz is Intel Evo is basically you get the work and the entertainment aspect and you also get to go medium settings on the gaming aspect. Why is this important? Because you can play games with um, on an Intel Evo i5 processor minimum like Forza Horizon 4, Forza Horizon 5, GTA and all that have somewhat light to medium graphics still be able to play 5m of course with the amount of ram you have and you'll still be able to work and play um or do schoolwork or do office work at the same time and because the pc is not specifically gaming oriented or spe gaming specific you don't have to worry about your employer or your teacher or your parent looking over your shoulder the whole time to make sure that you're doing your schoolwork because it's actual because it's actually 
not going to stand out as, oh, this guy's trying to game kind of stuff. And that's why I recommend um, that as number four. So now we're going to switch gears and go to the gaming aspect of things. The gaming aspect has essentially pretty similar concepts. But with the gaming aspect, you're going to eliminate the whole Intel Evo, whole balance thing. And instead, number four is going to work our way backwards this time. Number four is going to be know your... Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say niche. I'm willing. To, I'm willing to. I'm willing to bet, and I'm willing to say, know your overall type of content that you um that you want wish to consume. And I'm not saying that like as an entertainment type content that you want to consume. I'm saying that specific specifically for my content creators and for my non-content creators, whether or not you want to consume content or whether or not you want to produce content. Why is this important? Well, um, because, see, um, if, for example, you got a PC like mine that's GTX 1650, has 8 gigs of RAM standard and 4 gigs on the GPU, then you probably should know that it's going to be good for medium, um, mid-range type gaming and some some overclocking if necessary. However, if you want, if you're going to stream at the same time, then you need to then you need to be mindful because sometimes, depending on the game, streaming while gaming on the PC, especially with GTX 1650 or um, beforehand like to 1050 or 1250 or whatnot, or even 1650 Super, for example, those types of graphics cards and those types of PCs tend to get laggy if you try to stream at the same time as your game, depending on the game. So if that's the case, then you probably want to consider upgrading to at least a 1660 Ti or Super or a 2060 or higher. The reasoning for this is because, well, and content creators will tell you the reasoning that they do it, but I'm going to tell you my reasoning for um, for why I believe that they do it, um, is because the main idea is if you get a gaming PC, which this also, go, this also goes with number three, and number three is basically budgeting as well, so essentially... If you're the kind of person that streams, and you're, um, or if you're the kind of person with a budget, you kind of don't want to sacrifice one for the other. But you also, if you try to balance it, you want to make sure you get the delicate balance. So my whole point here is basically going through with a gaming PC and picking it is not always determined on your budget. And it's not always determined on what you're planning to do, but it sometimes it depends on both. So if you want to get, so if you want to understand your budget, let's say you have $1,400 lying around and you wanted to buy a PC and you also had plans to stream. Well, you don't want to blow the whole $1,400 because you might want to buy some games or something to go along with the gaming PC or some extra upgrades or some extra equipment. So you probably want to spend 1100 or if not 1000 
So why spend, so an even better point, why spend $1,400 on a PC for, let's say, non-content creators who game on gaming PCs if you're not, if you're not even going to use those extra features? Like, I don't understand people who buy RTX cards, for example, and they don't even use the RTX feature. feature. And I don't understand why people buy 30, um, T, um, the GTX or RTX 3070, whatever you want to call it. And they have the streaming and coding software and, and all the other features in the world to help them stream at max power and frame rate, but they don't stream, so those features go unused. You basically spent $1,239.99 probably for a graphics card, which three quarters of the cost of what it's worth you're not using because those features that make up those three quarters of the co of the total worth and cost are not going used either. So therefore, you're, you've wasted money. So essentially, you need to buy within your means, but you also need to buy something that you know you're going to use all the features and maximize all the features. Like if you're going to overclock your settings, you need to actually buy a graphics card. And if you're gonna, if you have the intent to overclock your settings, you need to actually overclock your settings. You don't need to let them go unused because technically that's money wasted. Not saying it's totally wasted because some people may use them in the future. Maybe that's preparing in advance. But some people who, but I'm saying for the people that sit there for a year and don't touch your gaming PC at all, or touch it but just don't game on it at all then there's really no point of wasting all that money for it. And you should probably stick with an Office PC if that's the case, or an Intel Evo PC if that's the case. So that's the point I'm trying to make. Now, number two is accessory equipment. This is important. Accessories, most accessories for gaming PCs um, also include your games. And if you have $500 left over for games and whatnot after you've bought the PC, then you need to decide how to divvy it up. Fortunately for a lot of people, especially people that are already gaming on PC, if they still have their accounts and they haven't been banned, they can just bring their games over to over with them from whatever platform they or PC they're originally on. Now, in in my case, when because I'm a console player who came from console to PC, um, at least halfway, when I was when I didn't have my gaming PC. I was I was already in the process of preparing to switch. You want to know how? Because I was I was proactive. What I did is I saw game deals for PC and I bought and I bought the games in advance. So that way, when I finally did get a gaming PC, all of the games that I need would already will already be tied to my account, leaving me with not with no bills for buying games upon officially buying the gaming pc might be pc itself that's a that's effectively a good thing and this is a really good thing because it means that if you're if you buy games like maybe five games a month for pc over a span of 12 months you'll have 60 games on pc let's say you buy the gaming pc in march or june of the following year all the games that you have, as long as you still have your account, will carry over with you. So if you're a console player, I recommend doing this because if you're a console player who's transitioning to PC, if you put the bills together all at one time, you'll never be able to afford it. 
so in order so you prepare a year in advance so that way if you do get the gaming pc you already have the games required to play it so the bill is not so expensive and then lastly the accessories bit the actual physical hardware accessories not software accessories the hardware accessories is the most important thing investing your headsets and everything wisely the reason why i say this is because nobody even if 5M servers, because I did get yelled at one time time for using my podcast mic on, mic on a 5M server instead of my headset, and because my podcast mic captures sound from every direction instead of just a boom mic, it sounded kind of loud. But anyway, um, for those of you guys that are for those of you guys that are wondering about um, a microphone, don't worry about buying the most expensive buy a high quality mic maybe $50 at max and if you're a podcaster like me and you're going to buy a podcast mic I would actually buy both of them the reason is because if you buy a regular headset and a podcast microphone you got to remember podcast microphones capture more sound and more frequency than regular headsets do for gaming if you plan on gaming in a chat room filled with like 30 people you don't want your mic to sound like you're in a rate like you're in a radio show where you sound loud as i don't know what or if you're on a podium like say the president or say a statesman or say a movie star or something you do not want it to sound like that so so um so of course um if that's that's the case then you probably need to invest in a microphone that is going to suit you but you might want to buy two because you never know when one mic is going to be is going to be different than what you expect it to be and then of course if you have wired headsets then you need to buy the adapters and everything necessary to use those on pc wireless headsets were a better choice wireless headsets are a better choice because if the cord um is messed up on a wired headset it can damage your frequencies and other um things can go wrong plus the cords can get cut by mistake they can get messed up messed up in other ways wireless headsets have less frequency of getting messed up and if the usb dongle gets unplugged too many times improperly and gets messed up you can insert a um which i didn't know this from my old headset that i used to have for my pc you can actually insert a paper clip into a little hole and press a button and it will automatically reset your entire um headset and it will repair it so then you can still use it and it will never get messed up just as long as you don't you know rage quit and fortnite or something and then snap your headset in half i don't know why people do that oh my god my so many memories so many screaming people oh my god no why'd i have to remind myself of that um but anyway um that's the the whole point of it is just to buy the most important and the best equipment anyway i'm going to leave a link to amazon to amazon because why not leave a link till the in to the intel evo laptops and everything else in between you guys can go browse for yourself i am your correct and i am out of here and stay tuned, stay tuned because um, I did I kept the same link for the podcast and just redid the name and the icon and everything. 
Um, also, as of, as of yesterday, it's no longer the Geek Squad podcast. It's the typical gamers podcast. However, some of the icons on the Spotify and whatnot will still say the Geek Squad podcast. It just it's the same series. It's just a spinoff continuation, um, so to speak. Um, but it is there. I just thought I should let you guys know that the branding has been updated, but the links and everything are still the same. There's no change to TGS podcast link, um, no change to Spotify, any of that. All of that remains the same. My Discord, my Xbox, everything remains the same. So it's you never have to worry about getting frustrated trying to find it. I made a mistake of changing the link last time, and everybody from the World of Games continue, continued series could not switch over fast enough. So this time I kept everything the same, so that way it'd be easier for people to follow me as I transition. Um, it's going to be a slow transition. Just giving you a heads up because I still got to update logos in the episodes themselves. But once I get all of that done, it would be amazing because that would complete the transition. Anyway, I am your correct, and now I'm out of here. I'm sorry to take up most of your Sunday, <laughs> even though it's 30 minutes long.